Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. We are in... Fabulous Crouch End. Fabulous Crouchons in a very echoey kitchen. My, my manager's kitchen, so... Uh, Jesse, and there is a kettle boiling and it's all go. But Jesse, you like a bit of reverb. Reverb, I do like reverb, it's true. And sorry, my son is banging the table because he's just learnt how, that he has an arm. Um, it's all go. We have Richard Curtis, who is um, a, writer, a screenwriter, producer... Some of the best British comedy films yeah, ever. Absolutely. Notting Hill. Four Winnings and a Funeral. Love Actually. Love Actually, one of my favourites. And he's also the co-founder of Comic Relief. Who was the other one? Lenny yeah. Henry. He's a legend. Yeah, in British cinema. And very excited to have um, his partner, Emma Freud. She used to be on the radio. I heard her on um, Giovanna Fletcher's Happy Mum oh, yes. and... um, podcast. And she was just like, I just thought, we get on. So, so the reason we, well, the reason we have been able to bag Richard Curtis is because Comic Relief auctioned us off, the podcast off, for two. Well, actually, it was a lottery. Two ladies at the synagogue put ten pounds. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> and so it was t- ten quid lottery. Um, see who wins. And a lovely lady called Gillian, who we are yet to meet, has won, and she's brought her husband along. So this is going to be. I'm, so I'm really glad that you're feeling your best. I hope I'm funny. And I'm not eating the bloody food. You're not eating and I feel woozy. Brilliant. On the menu tonight, which I won't be eating, and I'm really sad about, it's my absolute favourite. We have done it for Zachary Kunto. So it is the Marbella chicken that will yeah. be in the book because it's just a... It's a just, winner. It's just a winner. Doing it with pesto rice and a green salad. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Easy, bish, bash, bosh. Marinade overnight. Did it this morning. Sorry, Richard. I'm sure it's still going to have loads of flavour. And then for pudding, you've done a really pretty roulade. Lemon curd Did you roulade. do edible flowers on the top? Yeah. Rose Mom. petals. I had them in a little thing. Darling. Do you think they look all right? They looked a bit funny, though, maybe. I thought they looked okay. nice. We'll I don't see. like the taste of rose in food, but I'm but sure everyone not, else will. I don't think you'll taste it. So is it... Mum, that should go in the book. With rose petals? Yeah. Bougie. Okay. How are you feeling about our book, Mum? I'm feeling pretty good. I think my recipes have gone very well. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that the comments I get are positively affirmative. Mm, Okay. Yeah, and then I edit it all. Yeah, no. Darling, I did write a few bits today about the beef stefado. Yeah. 
Having just come back from Greece, I've changed me meatballs in ouzo. Me meatballs in ouzo. Me meatballs in ouzo are now flambéed. much more ouzo y and flambéed. Um, no, it's coming together nicely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he agrees. And due to that, I feel disgusting. And so I stupidly, um, well, not stupidly, baby brain meant that I put myself in for a detox this week. So I'm day four into my detox. So I won't be having the food tonight. Your mood's pretty good for a because mum it's day four you start feeling great by day four. Oh, what the headaches have subsided subsided and i'm basically virtuous now but i will be eating out of a paper container and it's not my favorite my favorite dish that we always have what do you mean it's not it is your favorite well, dish. no i know i'm not going to be oh, eating your dish eat okay marbella chicken i know it's the best and it's already smelling delicious from the oven and I'm really upset about this. And then for pudding, I've saved my snack that I was supposed to have in the afternoon for pud, which is apple and almond butter. But no, thank you to Rosemary Ferguson, who is wonderful. And this five day plan has been actually really delicious. I just feel incredibly embarrassed that I feel it's rather antisocial. You're being very quiet about this. You usually have a real opinion about this. I've got a very bad back, so I've taken lots of painkillers. And you're feeling a bit... Woozy. Woozy. Woozy would be Are you going to be able to fire the questions? I don't know whether my mouth's going to move very much. <laughs> Brilliant. Great. Well, Richard Curtis is coming up on Table Manners. You try a slip disc, darling. You try a five-day detox, mum. Yeah, okay, darling. Um, you're, you're worse than me. Brilliant. Richard Curtis coming up on Table Manners. So, we have... The competition winners. I don't know. It's not even a competition. It's you paid competition. money. You paid money. money. You are charity. You are brilliant people that put money into a lottery for comic relief. Um, you put your tenor in, I think. Was it a tent? Was it? I don't know. <laughs> well, I love... Oh, my God. Well, anyway, you put your money in to come it, to this and to listen to this and to join us. And you've absolutely assassinated us with the fact that you are married. Yeah. Married. Married to the owner and head chef of Trullo in Islington, one of my favourite restaurants, that does the best beef shin pasta. And he's only brought a present, and it's the beef shin pasta. So thanks so much. Jesse, you were definitely having that. Well, I wish you told us. We wouldn't have fucking cooked. You could have cooked. No, you could have I made this a Trullo special. No, it's the, it's, we've got a tasting menu. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, can I just explain something? And I want to apologise right now. I've cocked up baby brain... And the fact that we've been recipe testing. So I've been eating like puff pastry and then we're doing Christmas tarts in the morning, like on blazing bank holidays. Anyway, I was like, I feel awful. My back is in ruins. Kindly, Rosemary Ferguson said, do you want to do a little detox? I was like, yeah, sure. Said yes to it. Realised then that this is this week. So I'm like on this particular meal plan which is so antisocial mum's like people are going to think you're really weird and you are it's weird. annoying break and it's it. anti- yeah break it. it no but I've gone break three like Jesse it's not life's too short yeah. you might get knocked but over and you'll like never lost tomorrow but if you no you won't no I won't <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm gonna have a bit of patience we are here doing this special comic relief episode with Richard Curtis. And I'd like to think that, Emma, you are going to join in on this. If, yeah. if you can pull yourself away from my child. I'm slightly busy snuggling. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, listen, I'm really happy because I was a bit... I had the bottle ready for my to son shove to, to shove it in. And, um, and Emma's kindly done something to him and he's, 
he's caressing you. He's got his hand on your chest and he's really happy. I know. And you're happy, so yeah. that's great. He's my fifth child. <laughs> Fine, have him, because he's been really cranky for the last two days. Um, and then we have, not the competition winners, because that's weird to say. People who you bid are money. the people that bid money for a worthy cause. Um, and please introduce yourself to the listeners. Okay, I'm Jill. What's your name? Where'd you come from? <laughs> Jill, we're from Northern Ireland, but we live in Walthamstow. Ah, yes. interesting. Um, and who is right next to you? Uh, I'm Connor. I'm from Belfast. Uh, I also live in Walthamstow. Why did you bid? Just because you wanted oh, to yeah, see... Yeah, well, Comic Relief is well yeah, known. It's a great, it's a great cause. cause. Um, love the podcast. I think I heard it on the podcast you saying okay. that we could do it. Yeah. And then and just put Did anybody money else bid? We yeah. want to know. I know, because I never win anything. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I, I want to know how much did if anyone else bid. No, so it wasn't a... Bid. It was a draw, so everyone yes. paid 10 quid mm. and all yeah. the names went into a hat. Yeah, lots yeah. of money. And then Jill won. But with the amount of people that wanted to come and sit in this kitchen today, we have raised enough money at Comic Relief to build a school in Shut an African up. nation. That's incredible. Crikey. Well, thank you so much to everyone that um, no, that, that put money in. Thank you so, so much. That's incredible. That's well, I'm incredible. feeling bad now. Why? I didn't bid. <laughs> I'm feeling bad. You got the gig anyway. Could have been. Oh, oh, he's sad about that it was the too. Mention, it was the mention of school. He's, he's so thinking angry. about. I don't want to go to school. I don't know if the chicken's done. I'm actually. Do you think I'm I'm really unsure because I accidentally had it on too high at the beginning. So. The rice is done. I'll tell you that much. Oh shit! Is it ruined? Okay, fine. Good thing we've got your Can I say, Jesse, just generally on the subject of yeah. subjects, if I could keep one thing in the world, yeah. it would be rice. Oh, okay. I'm Let's get into it, Richard. Yeah. I love it. Obsessed by rice. And I think it was because I was raised in the Philippines when I was little. We moved really? there when I was three until seven. So we never had potatoes and we never had milk. You know, I, we had rice and mangoes. And, and mm. for me now, I could eat rice. All the time. All the time. And probably, you know, I'd be happy with risotto, but then I'd also be happy with rice with a bit of um, onion in it. And then I'd just be rice, happy with rice and butter and then I'd just be happy with rice. I completely agree with you. And I don't want to say this to the Trudeau head chef owner. <laughs> I, I, um, I do. I, I love pasta. I, I feel like pasta has got this kind of guilt around it that rice doesn't. Yeah. Uh, it does. And, um, and, but I, I love rice. I think it yeah. is very versatile. And yeah. it is... Far more satisfying to me than a potato. I completely agree with you. Cold, hot, in puddings. Show oh, me yeah. a potato pudding. Are there any? No. No. You're you so see. right. Yeah. Well, there's potato pickle. That's a pudding. Yeah, but that's not sweet. No, it's not sweet. It's not as versatile as rice. Right, Richard. So, I mean, it. so it's going very well because chicken and rice okay, are my favourite thing. Well, it's going to be a pesto okay. rice. I mean, this is, I'm very no. embarrassed. It's, uh, okay, anyway, it, it is what it is. It's going to be delicious. Yeah. Um, you have kindly done this. And we are so happy I'm to have you. so delighted. It's the best bit of my day and I'm now starting to think my year. <laughs> oh, don't. We're Your so voice excited. is amazing. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Well, you should have a podcast. Oh, God. Or voiceovers. Like it's, it's fruity. Maybe I can just do like intros for your podcast. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, now episode 532. <laughs> 
That's working. Thank you. Yeah. You've got that. Yeah. Perfect. You just have to do another 500. So thank you for coming and thank you for joining us and making, you know, we're so touched to have been involved in making a little bit of money for Comic Relief. And I just wanted to... Thank you, by the way. Oh, it's the other way around. Please. It's of like course. absolute pleasure. So you were born in New Zealand. Born in New Zealand, yeah. Sort of by chance. My parents both are straight. Okay. And my oh, dad okay. had just moved to do a job in New Zealand. So what did he do? He worked for Unilever. Right. I always hoped he was a spy because we <laughs> moved around the world and I thought it was a cover. He might have been. It wasn't a cover. No. No. We ended up in Warrington for 14 Warrington, years. Warrington, that... Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I loved Warrington, actually. Did you? But all I'm saying is, yeah, he worked for Unilever. Yeah. Which football um, team do you support, then? Uh, I now support Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, mate. Bad, bad, bad. Is it? Bad well, no, Saturday. I mean, I'm sad for them. Yeah. For my yeah. husband's birthday. Yeah. Well, this was, yeah. Well, what happened is I didn't have many opinions. And then my children were, were groomed by a man called Simon, who told them how great Spurs were. And so they're now just completely passionate really? fans. Yeah. And I go along with it. I can name the team. Oh, well done. Very oddly. So do you go? Yeah. Do you we eat went. the food? What's the food like? Have you been to the new stadium? Oh, well... I've been to the New Zealand, but I haven't eaten any food there. I bet they're doing quite good food. Oh, I hope so. I mean, I, there's nothing I love more than a hot dog. Imagine a hot dog. What I love is frankfurters and rice. Oh. That is so... Oh <laughs> basically anything and rice <laughs> is what, is <laughs> what I want. But frankfurters and, and rice. I once lived on my own in the country for seven years. And I don't know why. What? And Where I used were to you? Where? Shop. It was in Oxfordshire. I think it was so I could get more work done. And I used to shop once every fortnight. And slowly I'd eat all the food. And I'd just in the end be left with rice. Which fine. With butter and salt for the last three days. Wow. And then wow. I'd go back to Sainsbury's. Uh, did it make your writing be um, better? Well, the thing about living entirely on your own is when you're an ill-disciplined younger writer yeah. is that because what used to be the problem in London is I'd get up at 11, I'd try and work out what to do, I'd have lunch, I'd work for a couple of hours and then friends would start ringing you and saying, do you want to go out? Mm. And I would sort of not go out and I'd feel guilty and horrible. So I mm. thought, why don't I just go somewhere where <coughs> I can watch television for like seven or eight hours and still do a full working day. So speaking, so do you, you watch a lot of TV? Um, yeah, so I wrote Blackadder out there, so I wrote a lot of TV. Ah. I wrote a lot of TV, but I also watched a lot of TV. Yeah. Do you still watch a lot of TV? I do love TV, yeah. Can we talk about Love Island? Because when you came in, you said that our wonderful producer editor, Alice, looks like Lucy. She looks a bit like Lucy. God, I hope Lucy lasts all nine weeks. I mean, I'm just terrified because it's <laughs> such a complex... Uh, algorithm that if things can go they wrong puppeteers they know exactly what's going on <clears throat> no i just you know the thing is as someone who has written about sort of romance and love mm. what is so amazing i remember it about the original big brothers and i feel about love island is to actually see it happening yeah you think it because, really is love well you certainly what's just happened in the last couple of days joe, i mean joe, joe and lucy joe's definitely fallen in love with lucy he's and not then, licking his lips every time he's i with know her. bless but, him he's but like that. then on the other hand the moment that uh, uh, tommy comes in and she has to go with him then the dark side of joe appears and you're actually watching real emotions and i spend all my life trying to sort of get actors to act these things as convincingly as they can Suddenly, it's happening right in front of you, and you can watch it happening. I do find it intriguing. So you, you really love Love Island. Mom, I think it, yeah, it, it's a 
Yeah, I mean, I can't believe it's happening. I'd never watched it. Because of the shape of their bodies and because of the sort of implicit misogyny and also to just see how the guys behave and all that. So it's very complex now, but it is the greatest television programme of all time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid. But it has got that thing that it had when Big Brother, those first few series, where you were just like glued. You wouldn't go to bed without missing... You wouldn't go to bed with with missing... um, I can't fucking speak because I'm on this fucking detox. Please forgive me. You um, won't be. You'll be feeling much no, better I mean, once you've had issues. that. Once you've got Fucking some Papa Deli down you, you'll be fine. But yeah, I, I I love Love Island. I got into it two seasons ago, and I even got my husband. Like I didn't. Like, I didn't even have to get my husband. Do you watch it? You two. I haven't watched it this year. I usually come to it towards the end. Oh, you've got to get stuck in. I know, maybe all my friends do. But I remember two years ago when I just had my first baby. Yeah. It was my thing. Nine nine p.m. He was in bed. I could watch it. it was was like that Montana? Scary. Who yes. was it? Yes. Yeah, Montana. Oh, yeah, Montana. <laughs> God, you God. know them all. Oh. Did you like... You just... You name it by well, your look, favourite I went girl, to the, I went to the Well, I went to the premiere of Mamma Mia, which I'd worked on, and it was psychologically interesting because Did Meryl Streep was there. Really worked on Pierce that. Brosnan was there. Yeah, Lily yeah. James was there. Yeah. But Montana was there. <laughs> that was all I cared about. I thought, bloody hell, that's Montana. Get out of the way, Meryl. <laughs> Get out of the way, Stellan. Get out of the way, Colin. You because you love Montana. Yeah. Did you work on both Mamma Mia's? No, only the second one. Ah, interesting. Well, we, we, oh, yeah, okay, because we... we um, boring story. Mamma Mia is the island... It was filmed in the island that we go to we, every year. I love that movie. Yeah. I, I saw that movie, the first one, on a rainy day in Cromer in Norfolk, which is where, which is what Mamma Mia is for. Life's not going yeah. as you expect. You go on yeah. a summer holiday, it's pouring with rain. What they call a luxury campsite turns out to be a campsite. And you think, what are we going to do now from nine o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night? And the answer is go and see Mamma Mia at one. And oh yeah, that's yeah. the best Just showing. So Pick happy. a mix. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Hot dogs. Do you get the hot dogs from the um, cinemas? Yeah. I do too. I mean, who knows what's in them? Who cares? Yeah. Connor's making the beef shin and the pasta. I mean, it, it's so professional, it puts us to shame, but yep. it's fantastic. And we're having it as a preemie. Literally, we've had our kitchen. This is amazing. We, we, Not even our kitchen. So, this is kind of a, a play within a play within a player. Yeah. Like, yes. Um, but, um, okay. So, apart from rice and frankfurters. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just go there. Um, desert Island Meal. Well, they're going to be on there, both of those, yeah. or not? Yeah, I, I th- oh no, not the Frankfurt. Okay, fine. I don't think. Okay, um, uh, you know, I live with Emma Freud here, and uh, when her dad was a famous chef, yeah, and when we started going out with each other, I think Em just assumed that she was a great cook, and she was a, a, a what did you say, moderate cook? Poor, poor. But Em is now the most wonderful. Cook. She sort of taught herself how to do it. She's just so, unbelievable. So, what's your dish? Like, what's your go-to? Because mine's the barbeer chicken, which may not come out that great that we're having tonight. That what's your go-to to dish? Out, you know. Yeah, I don't want to dry that out. Connor, we just uh, check on the chicken, please. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Just take it out. <laughs> what's your gone, go-to M's, dish? She's gone very Lebanese recently. The one I'm going to uh, say yeah. is you used to do a marvelous chicken in a sort of creamy coriander. Mm 
sauce. Do you no, remember? With no, you made that up. Cream amazing, amazing roast oven roasted vegetables with lots of olive oil and rosemary. He's your biggest fan. Yeah. Come and tell me what your favourite one that you think is like your piece de resistance. Look, this man it. is going to be easy to please. Frankfurters and rice, <laughs> yeah. anything. That's the starting yeah. point. Yeah. I'm very keen on a slow roasted oh, anything. Oh, really. yeah. And slow roasted pork, slow roasted lamb shoulder, mm. bit of maple syrup, quite a lot of white wine in there, wow. a bit of leek. Mm. This sounds very Nigella, actually. And so Gizzy Erskine's got a great slow. Have you had? Have you got Gizzy's um, book? No, I've got it's an old one. Slow. Oh yes, that will be right it. up my street. Right up the street. I love anything smoked. Mm. I do. I do. I love a Jamie Oliver Asian salmon, Ooh, where that's, you that's marinate it in lemongrass and soy and a bit of mirin mm. and chili and lime leaves and then wow. you grill Delicious. it for 10 minutes even a huge great big side 10 minutes under the grill and that's it and this, and you serve it at room temperature it's gorgeous oh, bit of quinoa nice. bit of oh. and the salmon's kale. very good with rice and then <laughs> rice and, and frankfurt and then you do a lovely Thai curry, don't you, with rice? Good at that. And then you do the, the problem with the roast chicken is it tends to be with potatoes, but then you do. I'm good at pavlova. Oh, oh. I didn't used to be with Richard's mother, who's Australian. She basically oh, she was would Dame Edna. She must be the now. queen. She was the queen. Yeah. Um, and she was the queen of Pavlova, and she taught me. Why? Are Australians good? Do I know? They invented, they invented it. Pavlova. Oh, yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah. So yeah. there was this no. dancer, ballet dancer, and she came and danced in Sydney, and they had a national challenge to come up with a dish that would in some way celebrate and uh, represent her. Light and sweet. And someone invented that. Just like coronation chicken, you know, was a competition, and they I didn't invented know that, that was a competition. Yeah, for the queen's cor- for the coronation, so that everyone could eat it in outside on those open tables when the when the queen was crowned. Oh God, I'd love for somebody to create something. Yeah, yeah. it's a lovely idea. I'm going to make a Jesse. Thank you. Please make a Jesse. Come back to you. I feel like my please. Polish fans would be up for that. I don't know. Um, that's um, I thank you for two. Bits of trivia. You've got really good trivia. By the way, the only other thing that I would add on my favourite things is also, I've, I'm slightly obsessive about truffle. Ah. Oh, do you like truffle? Yeah, not so the that only makes one. going when going to a restaurant very easy because if ever you see, you know the way you have magic words like yeah. crispies, one of mine, mustard's one of mine, and truffle's <laughs> one, and then you don't have to the horror of making up your own mind because you just order... The things according that to the restaurant that we went to in Santa Monica that has truffle. Oh, um, pasta. Uh, Jesus, uh, oh, geez, um, it's the Italian, it's the like one that everyone goes to and gets photographed. You must have yeah. been. Well, I don't know, I don't know, but I do love a truffle pasta, even though I'm because I'm, um, I've put on a bit of weight recently, I mean, in the last 10 years. Um, I'm not, I'm not eating as much pasta as I used to, am I? Well, it looks like you are. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. I think he looks sylph-like. Thank you very much. Um, we had Numi Rapace on, oh, um, uh, wow. who's the Swedish actress, yes. and she said that she carries truffle salt with her everywhere. Does she? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> My son's now, taking you, the bottle now. in a slightly over-emotional state because um, we've had four kittens i know in the house and i think the last one's gone today is that right? yeah. oh it's gone so yeah the lemon cardboard the fourth kitten this my son names the kittens lemon the lem- cardboard no the, the lemon le- the lemon cardboard oh wow 
um, I think is left today. Oh, I'm so sorry. So Em needs four. Really glad that you didn't you've got... keep one back. We've already got four. Oh. How many animals do you have? We have a lot of animals. I had four children and then they grew up, so I got animals. So we've got cats and a dog and a tortoise and there were rabbits on our balcony. And I'm imagining like Emma opening the windows and being like, a, is it in Sleeping Beauty? Where she, no, it's yes. not. Is it Sleeping Beauty? And all the animals, are the bam- Bambies, and they're all listening yeah. and running up to you. That's how I'm imagining you like opening that. the you windows. You come downstairs Wheels. and they place themselves like, do you remember that scene in Sound of Music where the Von Trapp kids yes. were on each stair? Yes. It's like that. And Posey the dog and Catsby. Oh, sorry, he wants some more yeah. milk. Sorry. So, I'm, I'm yeah, literally we, not having to... We have an animal on every stair and then sad old Larry the tortoise Larry uh, the tortoise is at the very bottom because Larry can't get up a stair oh my god bless him what's it like having a tortoise is it boring, boring? It's boring. I you know I mean I've, I've searched high and low for any signs of character in Larry and there's precious little to show for, for 10 years worth. really do you yeah. put him in a box in the winter and he just hibernates in the freezer you can put them in no what in the no, freezer no the fridge in the fridge, in the we, fridge. we did that once sorry, it didn't freezer. work very well okay. um, sorry not we tried this is a this is a podcast not about murder no but, <laughs> sorry I got meals. it wrong freezer there were no tortoises put in freezers I promise cryogenic tortoises <laughs> <laughs> no but the Fridge is a thing. Yeah, it is. It, it didn't work well for us. So when it you said it didn't work well, ending. was like Larry just like, Cooey, I'm still here, I want to get out. Well, if I said it was Gary then. Oh, oh. God. Okay. Oh, shit, really? Jesse, oh, don't you say things like that? People what? will copy and put them in the fridge. Oh, okay. yeah. I am not... We had a, But the thing about Gary was we found out after about seven years that Gary was in fact a woman. And Spike, how, our son, who's how do you a genius find that out? How Navy. do you find that out? We went to a vet, I think. Oh, right, okay. okay. And, and, uh, and Spike immediately changed Gary's name to Barbara, which I think <laughs> is a great name for a great name for a So, 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 didn't you, did you, if I, am I imagining, did you do something with SEO Trot? Yeah, did a TV Because you love having a daughter so much. Well, it was in a way, I suppose I had, I, I, I'd got used to it. It was really a, hilarious because we did have hundreds of real tortoises and Dustin Hoffman had to you know coexist with them for week after week and they're they're messy oh, they don't really? they wouldn't know a toilet if, if it got up and gave them a, a hug so who's your favorite animal that you've actually I mean you've oh got I a love lot. the animals now I mean I love oh, them but okay. I just so I love them specifically but not no dogs not generally yeah we've got little Posey the dog shit so you've got dogs cats tortoises and rabbits yeah, I'm mm-hmm. pushing for goats now. Yeah, and Why baby donkeys. Chickens? Also, I would like to get a house dwarf pony. A house? What, it lives in the house? Yeah, they're, they're, it's a thing, house dwarf pony. Do you live... If you've got a big house, I'm presuming that... The, all Not the, big enough for horses. Yeah, right. No, let's be you honest. You've got a big garden. But it's the word dwarf. They're tiny. But like how tiny? Like as tiny as my son? I don't know. I think it might have been a Photoshop, to be honest, but I was excited. <laughs> I've seen the miniature, but the mini pigs, they're like, what are they, micro, what are they called? The, um, the pigs? That micro like, pigs. Micro pigs. Turns out there are no such thing as a micro pig. They're just piglets. And they call them micro oh, pigs. And then me. you get them, and then they become pigs. What did Mel B have? She had fainting goats. 
fainting goats. No way. Yeah. What? Scary fainting spider had fainting goats. goats. And I said, well, what happens? She went, they, they faint. So you I was go like, that's like really this boo and they, they fall over and faint. And she painted them in chakra colours, didn't she? Yeah, like tie-dyed wow. them or yeah, something. Tie-dyed yeah, tie-dyed them. Yeah. She's nuts. So, wait a second. Yeah. Can I ask you a question just that occurs to me? Because I mentioned the word Barbara and therefore I thought about Barbara Streisand. Oh, yeah. Are you going to go to Hyde Park? I'm very tempted. I really yeah. like... Celine Dion on one day and Barbara on the next. Because I saw Barbara about 15 years ago. And her voice was so extraordinary. And best. I remember thinking that when the instrument, you know, normally someone sings and then a clarinet comes in and you think how extraordinarily pure the clarinet is. But she would start singing and the clarinet would join and you'd think that's rough. Take the clarinet out because her voice is it's so, so wonderful. She can do exquisite. things with her voice that nobody can do. So can Celine Dion, to be fair. It's like the best weekend ever. I was going to ask you your top three or four, maybe Voices. five female singers. Yeah, just Voices, to get a sense of it. Billie Holiday, Thank you. Yeah. Sade, Whitney Houston, Barbara Streisand. Bloody hell, this is a good list. Um, oh, flip, who should the last one be? I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. Did he say throwing Joni Mitchell Whitney. at you? But uh, Joni's great. Sorry, yeah, Joni is great. Yeah, but not Kate Bush. You're not. Oh, Kate Bush. Let's go there. Kate Bush okay. is the five and five. Yeah. yeah. Who's like, yours? Yeah, go on. You, yours. Well, you know, it's uh, the thing is, I couldn't get a girlfriend. I mean, for for love nor money, and so I do feel that I think in you my did all right. that from thirteen <laughs> to twenty three, I was in the hands of these extraordinary singers. They were my emotional education. They were the women who I. So loved and so that was you? Kate Bush, Joan Armatrading, um, Chrissy Hind, mm -hmm. uh, Linda Ronstad, Joni Mitchell. I don't know Linda Ronstad. Oh, she's amazing. She was sort of when the Eagles were huge, the Eagles learnt a lot of what they learnt from Linda Ronstad. She was just a incredibly pretty but rather wonderful singer. country Ooh. and western singer, yeah. Or sort of East Coast oh, I'm singer. Listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she did a lovely. She did some great cover. So she did a brilliant version. Of, she did the original version of Desperado, which the Eagles then did. So yeah, she was she was wonderful. Probably but I really the I depended on them. How did you two meet? I can tell this bit. I um I interviewed him when I was at GLR, Greater London Radio for the BBC, doing their morning show, and Richard was just producing the first ever comic relief. And I did a three-minute interview down the phone line with him. Just, oh, so tonight on BBC's brand new charity event called Comic Relief, and this is the producer, and he's called Richard Curtis, and what have you got on the show? To, just that. And then at the end of that phone, of that little interview, sort of new. You knew it was love, actually. So you're just as big a romantic as Richard. Took me ages. <laughs> Oh, it took me years, honestly. What, to fall in love with her? Emma asked me to marry her at one point, and I asked, can I have a year just to think you it didn't. over? And you then at the teasing. end I said, yeah, meh. I don't Did you get married? No. no. Are you Why you don't married? want to, you don't believe in it? No, it's not that I don't believe it. It's the most, it's, you know, we've never got to the bottom. I think the answer really was, I can say this in, in, to your mum, that I think the, the wedding my mum would have wanted. Yeah is not a wedding I would have wanted because there would have been an enormous number of her friends at it. And consequently, in a way, it was easier not just to. not to get married because it didn't seem to be making much difference in terms of children. Right, we yeah, fair that. enough. I'm really sorry. Connor's outside with a walk. 
<laughs> doing something to the pasta. Oh, this is, his is it a colander or a wok? I don't know, but this is hysterical. I want oh. table manners to be like this every week. We have someone cooking. Guest us. chef. Thank you so, so much. So that's the celebrity. It's the celebrity. That's this what is, always happens. This works. You get hey, a celebrity wow. chef. Wow. This is fantastic. Oh, so wow, thank you. Thank so you. This is so delicious. Did you make the pasta as well? Yeah. Did you? So what does a Belfast boy, how did you learn to make such good Italian? Once you learn how to cook, you can apply it to any discipline, really, once you get the basics, if you... Oh no, sorry, Connor's just no, made no. us dinner and now is uh, holding my baby. But my baby's really happy, just gave... Was, did that rival... He just gave a really big smile. Did that rival your smile that you got, Emma? I don't know. I think mine was bigger. <laughs> I'll give you that one. You're really into your music, aren't you? I am. One of the things I love most is that I've not done the thing I most love. So I haven't had to exercise any critical ability. I mean, you must think, do I like this? Do I not like that? What style do I yeah, feel strongest becomes, about? Whereas I just love... It becomes love-hate yeah, yeah, whereas I love everything to do with music and I just consider it... You know, that's why, you know, I did a movie about pirate radio and so doing a movie now about the Beatles. So when is Yesterday coming out? Two weeks. Oh, really? Oh, so when are we... Starring Ed Sheeran playing the part of... Ed Sheeran. He's good at that. Um, but in a way, the movie's about Ed, because it's sort of... Um, it's about a very unsuccessful singer-songwriter from Suffolk, who then becomes the biggest star in the world, because he's the only person who can remember the Beatles' music. But in the end, he has to sort of, in a way, choose between the music and the love of a girl who's he's always loved. And... So he went all the way around the world. The world was his oyster. But in the end, he comes back and he's in love with a girl he was at school with. And that's the sort of thesis, anyway, of the film. Ed's very funny. And he worked very hard at it. He said, I want to learn more about acting. Oh. And Danny Jesus Boyle taught Christ. him some stuff about acting. Oh, really? Yeah. Danny's big note was listen. And he said did he? Yeah, he said, it's really hard. And it's absolutely true. If you've got your line and you're just waiting to say your line you're yeah. going to say it badly and artificially but if you think of if you're really focusing on what the other person says to you then your line will just become a kind of natural follow-on to what they've just said so ed's ed's brilliant in it i mean and he looks funny because he's got all that he's got that funny face yeah, he's got and a sweet the funny face, hair isn't he? yeah yeah he takes things... Yeah, he does work. He's, yeah, he's amazing. I love him very, very much. And Cherry is brilliant. Anyway. Well, he's been, by the way, because we are in the context of Comet Relief, he has been absolutely yeah. brilliant for us as well. And, and the little documentary he did this year, which was about homelessness, I think made the most money or the second most money yeah, on the night. First time, actually, very interesting this year, first time that the UK documentaries have actually made more money than the ones from abroad. But then he, he travelled abroad, didn't he, to... I remember seeing that film. Was it Tanzania? Yeah, Uganda. with the boys. Liberia. To Liberia with the boys. With the boys and and he wanted to kind of help I know, them. And and he, was, was he was frustrated, yeah. Marvellous and so open-hearted. And he's been great. And I remember I was like in real trouble. We were one song short uh, the first time we did Red Nose Day in America. And Ed happened to be in town and he charged in and sung a duet with Kermit. Oh, yeah, the frog. Yeah, yeah. So he did the rainbow he, connection. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. Are people more interested in supporting home 
projects this, now than well, it's things a very, abroad. It's a very interesting thing. Basically, uh, uh, until now, it's always been a bit head and heart. You know, what happens is people with their hearts when they watch the documentaries on the night they're so moved by the intensity of the problems that they see abroad that's what they actually give money to but they wouldn't feel as comfortable giving money abroad if they didn't know that stuff was being spent here as well you know because you really charity does begin at home and is incredibly important elsewhere and people want to know that both is true but this year interestingly and whether or not it is a sort of sociological shift or just two really strong films Ed did a great film about the number of people who die on British streets as home, from homelessness. And Olivia Coleman did a beautiful film about refugees, just saying Britain was so amazing with the kinder transport and the war. And what's the difference now with completely innocent children coming in from Syria? Why would we not open our arms to take care of them? And they were the ones that made the most, they were the ones oh, that really? made the most money on the night, yeah. Um, do you, you don't have to talk about this, but I, you know, obviously there was so much about the Stacey Dooley gate and the fact yeah. that David Lammy got gate, yeah. involved, uh, you know, commented. And do you feel like that maybe potentially took away from the? I don't think it. I mean, one of the reasons we sort of didn't answer it is because mm. you don't want to stoke up the controversy totally. at a time when brilliant kids are doing really innocent Absolutely. things, um, because it's actually a really interesting debate. And M got particularly sort of interested and passionate about it because it does raise important issues. I mean, for me, it's very complex. We absolutely have to do the right thing. We have to be ahead of the curve. It's really important to represent positive things as well and to be really sensitive when you're talking about Africa that you're actually saying the right things. Mm. On the other hand, um, it's really important to realise that people often do identify with presenters who go there and that in fact one of the ways of feeling empathy and compassion mm. is to find someone who you love and are interested in in that situation so they sort of become you and mm. I'm nervous about giving that up completely mm. and also the, the the harsh truth is that people will give money to sadder things until we crack the conundrum of making really optimistic films which are as good at fundraising. And the truth of the matter is the ball's now back in our court and we should try and find magical ways of saying, look, the amazing things your money raises, yeah. do do that, rather than saying, look at the terrible things mm. that happen unless you raise money. So we're in the middle of a, of a journey on that and you know, it's an issue well raised and something we've got to be much cannier about but you know obviously it's slightly heartbreaking when it happens and you think you might be losing money but in the end i think in the in the interface of the night itself mm. nobody watched an extraordinary film about malaria or an extraordinary film about refugees and mm. thought i wonder whether or not i should give money because of that argument yeah, i don't right, think i don't think that Get happened david lammy on next year he should go on the trip. He's not a friend of Comic Relief, that's the thing. Oh, he's not, he's has not, he never been? Does he think it's a kind of some he, sort of colonial... Well, I think he handover. believes, which is a very complicated argument, he actually believes that the negative impression of Africa is not worth the money that we make, whereas I actually don't think that's right because we're every grant that we give in Africa, we are is asked for by a brilliant local leader doing a really important thing in their own community. So I think it's a very nuanced argument and I feel I'm probably too much on 
our side and David's probably too much on the other side and we will come to a, you know, brilliant conclusion somewhere in the middle. The thing that it has done, though, is is created a different kind of debate within Comic Relief, which is fantastic, actually. Yeah, it can't um, be bad. It's really it's good. It's really important. And all we're trying to do is the right thing. And when you have enough people coming to you and saying, I know you're trying to do the right thing, but in some ways it's it, it, it's more damaging than you understand, then the answer is not, but, 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 listen to us. The answer is, tell us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people told us this time, and it was, I mean, for me, it was, it felt like an education. I feel like, I, I feel like we've completely moved the dial within Comic Relief on the way that we need to not only have diversity, but also representation, uh, which are two very different mm-hmm. things, and inclusion, which is a third different thing. And, you know, we hadn't taken enough of that on board in the past, and things will change. Um, back to food. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get onto your Desert Island meal. Yeah. I know rice is going to feature in that, but yeah. like, let's go start of main pud. Well, I don't know. Let, and a drink. It's, it's really tricky. <laughs> this is like saying, Just which is see, your, I don't feel so. that we've got the evolution of how he gets there. Because I don't know what sort of food you ate as a child. That's well, I can tell you very... I can tell you very, very quickly, because yeah. it is quite sweet. Basically, my mum was sort of hardcore Australian in the 1930s and 40s. So dinner was lamb chops. <gasps> Lucky my best. So we basically had lamb chops five days a week. Five with days a, a week? With a slightly different vegetable and a slightly different potato. And then exotic Friday, Ooh. where you would either have fish and chips or like something really radical like pasta, like spaghetti bolognese, amazingly mm-hmm. unusual sometimes chili con carne and then on sunday you'd have roast lamb so oh shit so yeah. sunday you were back to the lamb, back to the lamb but it was do you roasted. like lamb still yeah i, I do it. but it's got to be burnt burnt well because my mum always burnt the lamb well it was like well cooked but like well cooked so it kind of falls apart or is it like well cooked so it's tough as so cell boots so okay. it's just crispy you know so it's basically a lamb chop which is a bit like sort of bacon it's like Ooh, you cut it and it's, it's crispy. Wow. Um, so that was my, my upbringing was very lamb-based. I mean, never had fish. So it's very lamb-based. Lamb-based. So, okay, when you get to Sweden, yeah. Yeah. you're not going to have lamb every day. Well, we are. Oh, really? Yeah, the Swedes well, want us to eat fish. Have... The Swedes want us to eat fish, but mum's having none of it. So you weren't on sprats? No. So you still had lamb every day? I'm still very frightened of unusual fish. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never had an octopus or a... Or a, Did you not a ever have calamari? Or a, no, we never had a calamari. I mean, I'm ashamed. Don't be ashamed. But I think I'm ashamed. it was quite funny. It's a two main course meal. Never Fat been Oh, darling, look at it. That's like a dream. So hang on, what's in this? It's that's got the that's the very chicken, crispy chicken. It's got a chicken, what else is in it? I think it's a stir. It's got no, chicken. No, I can see olives. Olives. I can see apricots. and apricots. And it's marinated in olive oil and oregano. The and only is it called Marbella? I haven't got a clue. There's a famous line in that book, Heartburn. I know. The where best. the woman says that nothing that tastes good with capers doesn't taste better without capers. <laughs> <That's> so... <laughs> 
so I, I'm skeptical of the caper, but only because of Nora Ephron. Yeah, but I, I, you, you won't taste the capers. Really? It's a bit like putting anchovies in things. You don't really taste it. It's just the flavour. So I just want to say this is the best Madras Marbella chicken <laughs> that I've ever had. It's a lesson in, in how to mix in a jar of pesto into some slightly overcooked rice. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> Mate, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
and they wouldn't let me leave the table till I'd finished it. So I would sit at the table for three hours because I wasn't allowed to leave the table. So I'd miss lessons and sport and just sit there in front of this coagulating white fish. And then after that, I had all those years of sort of boy food in your 20s, which is basically... Well, kebabs and... Particularly, yeah, um, Greek restaurants, Chinese restaurants, mm. Indian restaurants, Adin Manzel's, The Swallow House, and, you know, Mike's. Where was this? Well, in Camden, and first in Oxford and then in Camden. And we used to go out almost every night. Nobody could cook Do in you live house. in Camden? No, we live in Notting Hill. By I law. imagine you live where the door was. In that was our house. Oh, that was your house. It wasn't meant to be our house. It was I our house it. and then the location manager for um, Notting Hill went out to find the door they wanted for that, for those scenes and came back and said, I found it, I found this door. But it was your door. I said, where's our house? What are you talking about? And he went, what's the perfect door? We're using that one. Where do you like to eat in Notting Hill? My house. Okay. More than anything ever. Really? Mm, very you don't like out. eating out? No, I love eating out, but I love eating in my house even more. Do you There's love a great place house? called The Shed. Mm. Oh, I don't know it. really like. It sort of feels like you're in a boat, doesn't it? And it's three brothers from where are they from? They're from Kent or somewhere. One brother uh, is the farmer and one brother is the chef and the other brother is the front of house manager. And oh, the mum does the foraging. It's where lovely. Where is it? Just sort of near Notting Hill Tube. The other thing that was huge in my 20s were pizzas, which were really only just arriving. And I remember they used to do that thing in Time Out where they said, pick your five favourite restaurants in London. I just picked five Pizza Expresses. (laughs) Yeah, I said Pizza Express, Soho, Pizza Express, Bayswater Road, Pizza Express. What do you eat at Pizza Express? Oh, now it's Roma, the thin... Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because it's a bit bigger. They get smaller and smaller. <laughs> no, I'm year. just trying to feel less guilty. Roma um, pepperoni, really. But I used to have pepperoni hot. Wasn't that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is pepperoni. No, American with the hot. Little, American Mar- hot. So, so I get, I'm presuming you don't cook, really. No, I wish I did more. And I'm thinking of retiring from my old job. And my first thing on my to-do list is to learn how to cook risotto. Because I love risotto. But you could learn. Rice. You could learn now. Can you? This is all I've got. Oil, onion, add the rice, and then water. Got a bit to go, but that's what I've, that, that's all I've got at the moment. What? What? Can you just add a couple of details to that? Fry onion. Oh, stop! Stop! Not water. Don't you fry? Don't you have onion in? So onion, celery, cook it. Yeah. A soft, no color. Add the rice. Yeah. So you cook that in you cook that in oil. Oil or butter? Yeah. Fat, basically. Add the rice. When the rice is too hot to pick up, yeah. You add wine. Wine. Yeah. Essential. Lots of wine. And then oh, you cook all the wine off, and right. then you ladle in your stock. Right. But the rule is you can only use a wooden spoon and only work it clockwise. Do you know what I think? To be honest, I, I think I think that that sounds like like what's that thing called? Um, nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you're going to learn to I'm do I'm really going to learn to cook. I'd really love to do it. And I do feel ashamed of the fact that I've let Em do all the cooking. I think that's terrible. Do you ever... Wouldn't you be able to follow a recipe or would you be too naughty? Well, when I lived for seven years on my own, I had to cook. But it was not a nice... It was not a great experience. I'm good at rice and frankfurters, as I've said before. Yeah. And I, I've got the complete master of a frozen pea. I never make a mistake there. But I know there's better things to do with pea. I love, I love peas, by the way. Do you do a pea soup? I do a pea risotto. Uh, I do a pea risotto. Pea risotto is great. Do you know, my dream, before I die, I want to make a pea velouté. I don't know what it is, but it's... Pea soup. Yeah. A pea soup with some foam. God, that'd be brilliant. Are we allowed to ask the Desert Island Mill now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Desert Island Actually, Meal. Actually, no, first I want to know where you went on your first date, meal-wise. Can you remember? Us. Well, in some ways, I remember the falling in love happened at, after seeing The Abyss. Oh, yeah. I remember we went to see The Abyss. Not James Cameron's masterpiece. I think we'll all agree. And we went somewhere in Covent Garden, which I suspect was just tea and a croissant. And I thought, I can't be happier than this. I think that's what... The abyss and tea and the croissant. And I was reeling from the fact that he'd taken me to the cinema, which I assume meant you wanted to have a snog on the back row, and he didn't that touch me. you. Nothing. Watch the you movie. You wanted him to. Well, I, I, I was very ahead of my time in terms of... I thought you went to the cinema with boys in order to have a snog. No, I was very Sweet. keen in James Cameron, the progress of his career through Terminator and Alien to The Abyss. Yeah. I had no idea you had that in mind. So it was Otherwise, I would have gone to see a less interesting film. And and but Kassel. I do just—I just remember there was a moment of thinking, "Oh, this is—I'm absolutely happy." Oh. I want to ask a few things. Do you think you've got good table manners? I hope that that's a really interesting question. It would have mattered a huge amount to my mum and dad that right. when they were of that generation, particularly my mum. My mum, you always said that instead of saying "I'm full," you should say "I have had adequate sufficiency." Um, so adequate sufficiency. Adequate sufficiency. Oh, I love her. Um, and I, I would hope I've got fairly good um, table manners. But my M says I slurp my soup. Oh, interesting. But I can't hear it. I can't hear it. But my husband can't stand hearing me eat an apple. He's like, it drives me crazy. Oh. But I, I kind of understand that. It's like, okay. So, um, what's your worst table manner that you think it, um, other people like? You can't stand well, another enough, person. Thing I'm, and this is also something I got from my family. I hate people when they clear a table, piling. America. Or, no, but oh. scraping the food onto another plate. Oh. So they, they turn the food into rubbish in front of your very Oh, yeah, eyes. right, okay. You know, so suddenly something know that it... was being eaten a second ago is scraped onto one plate and then they get another plate and they scrape... Because it seems to me that turns the food into rubbish. That's so I think you odd. should clear plate all okay. six plates, as it were, and then okay. compile did, did them. You, that matters did to Did you me. know that it's polite to eat hot food as soon as it's put in front of you rather than wait for everyone to be served? Do you know oh. how polite we are? We all, yeah, yeah, we all no, sit no, no, there. Fine, Apparently it's oh, wrong. Okay. Yeah, you no, should I eat it that. straight away because okay. it's hot. Tell me about this amazing pudding. It's just lemon curd roulade, wow. really. With rose petals. This is a new So dish. it's not it's not pavlova. Well it's kind it, no, you, I think it's kind of like pavlova. It's like a rolled pavlova, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it, well it looks amazing. 
it, it is really blood. She's bloody good at this. Did you get? I mean, did you feel you were very well fed as you were young? Was 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 every meal a, ma- a mystery? I mean, I was very well fed because I had three servings of each thing. So yeah, I, I was very well fed. Mum, yeah, I made her nipples bleed as soon as I came out. Like, thank you, darling. I'm sorry. I wanted to know Brexit. We ask everybody on this series um, if they were to stockpile one thing. I think I know the answer. Stockpile yeah. one thing. You mean you never can go back to Europe and you've you, got to keep one thing. Yeah, we're hoping you will be at, mm. Two things. One, truffle. Okay. Can you only get it abroad? You can get it I in Scotland. It. I don't know what it's like though. Can we get it, can you in, get Scotland? it in Scotland? Yeah. You can get it in Wiltshire. Wiltshire do a good line on uh, truffle, black truffle. You're sorted then. Oh, okay. Don't worry well, about it. Right. Okay. Not, not like the white Alba okay. truffle. No, okay. it's different. Then I think probably a record by a guy called Jimmy Fontana called Il Mondo. I've heard of Jimmy Fontana. He was an old pop star in about 1965 and I went on holiday with my dad to Elba and it was on the... And I squeezed it into my film About Time. It's a very strange Italian song that plays when Rachel McAdams gets married. So I can't imagine life without that. Okay. Gene Almondo, Gene Almondo, Spazio senza fine, Coliamore, Apelarate, Coliamore, Giappaniti. I've been singing those those words all my life. I have no idea what they mean. (laughs) No idea. We still didn't get your desert island. Oh, now. desert island. Okay, so well, I'm starting with P. Valute. Or last, okay. P. Valute. P. Valute. Then a made. choice of pastas, I think. Either the one we've just had, yeah, the pappardelle with beef, or a um, whatever is the best with truffle. Tallarini with oh. truffle. Okay. And then mayni. Um, Lamb chops a la Glynis Wag. So burnt lamb chops with... Can't really have rice, can you? You can, you can. With Swedish new potatoes and and more peas and dill. And lamb chops. And then pudding. I'm going to have Em's pavlova. Oh, thank you so much for. I'm coming this. every night. Oh my god, please do. No, no, really no nice. that's you mustn't. That's not. No, they really like me, and they want me to come. They really and hold the baby. I'm quite yeah, up I'm for good with the child. Yeah. Oh, that's true. A night nurse. Um, thank you for looking after my child. Thank you so well, much for, for putting your tenor in or twenty, whatever. Disappointed. I'm bringing the milk. Last mill. thing about comic yeah, relief, yes. which is only that I. There are a million ways that you can change people's lives. And what is so brilliant about 99% of English people is just that when you open the door to doing something that helps other people, they stride through it. So I just want to thank Thank our lovely guests who just thought, well, I'll give away some money on the 0% chance of winning because I know it'll make a difference. And I want to thank you guys enormously. It's been such fun. Thank you for introducing us. Thank you so much to everybody. Um, It's been just so lovely. I don't really know what just happened, but I think everyone had a really good time. I hope so. He he was very funny, very comic. I thought he was just so engaging and fun and interesting and so committed to comic relief and what he's doing. 
Oh, it was such a pleasure to have them. And I can't believe that the draw raised so much money. It's amazing. So we're just so happy that we were a part of that. And what wonderful guests. Fabulous. Jill and Connor. Yeah, brought their own food. Such fun. <laughs> yeah. It's good to know that we've got fun listeners. Yeah, it's fab. Um, no, that was so interesting and lovely. And actually felt quite relaxing because we had somebody cooking for us. I'm drugged, so I wasn't het up. Did you not drink? No. Oh, well done, Mum. I didn't drink either. No. But I did have beef shin. I don't know how that works with beef. Oh, that was so delicious. It was really good. Um, I love that when (laughs) Connor said, have you got any Parmesan? My manager, Peter, didn't have Parmesan. He had wonderful grated mature cheese. Reduced fat. Oh, reduced fat. (laughs) (laughs) We have been booked for Edinburgh Festival. Fantastic. Um, Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Does that mean that we are fringe artists? No, darling, it's not fringe. The fringe artists appear there, but they don't call it Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Yes, do they, they do, Mum. Oh, oh, yeah, do Miss they? Know it all. Miss friggin' Blowtorch Creme Brulee over here. <laughs> Actually, Edinburgh Fringe Festival 2019, okay. we have been booked for. Okay. Um, we have some surprise guests yet to be announced. We have sold some tickets. And uh, we would love to see that if anybody is deciding to come down. I don't know what our Scottish contingent... Well, we're, we're quite early in the day, aren't we? We're on at 12, well, so I think it'll brunchy. be a brunch affair. And yeah. I, I'm interested how we're going to do that for the audience, what we could make. We could do bacon butties. Yeah. And we would love to see there. We are performing... Or <laughs> performing, Mum. The 2nd and 3rd of August. So please let us know on Instagram if you are attending. We'd love to hear from you. At Table Manners Podcast. And the ticket link is in the bio of our Instagram profile. So if you'd like to buy some tickets, you can do it there. Mum, do you you remember when we were talking about life hacks? Yes. Well, bless, we actually have had had some emails to our Table Manners email. So who has sent this in? Helen Fleming. Helen Fleming writes, I'm celiac and vegan. Oh, Jesus. She must hate us. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Poor woman. Um, And would probably be your nightmare to cook for. Yes. But want you to know that I love food. I cook every day and vegan cooking is never boring. It's definitely harder being celiac than it is being vegan. Yeah, I bet. Um, I think if I made you my chilli, you'd never know it didn't have meat in it. My top tip or life hack, mum, is to blitz roasted walnuts and the mushrooms in a food processor which gives the texture of minks. Thank you, vegan Helen. Can't you use corn? She's giving you a life hack. Oh, that's a Jesus life Christ. Hack. Okay, so never why mind. Do they Forget call it, it. Life hacks. Why don't they call it tips? All right, fucking change, change it, mum. Change it. Okay. Right. A life hack for Lenny Again. is the subject. Yeah. People really want you to understand this and enjoy yeah. it and embrace it. Is David he's Patterson. Not, is he another vegan? David Patterson. Okay. okay. Tie a little knot in either the left or right cord of your headphones or earbuds. And you will never need to check to see which bud goes in which ear. Changed my life on transatlantic flights. Also ruins the quality of sound, probably, David. So why do you knot them? If you knot both of them, then how would you know? Oh, just one. He's saying either. Well, I'm okay. glad that that's worked for you. I'm sure you're hearing really shit sound, David. Why so he's sending that Beck- to me, though? No, he's explaining what a life hack is, oh, Mum. Okay. Fucking hell. All right. We're getting interactive. We're going global. Come on, get with the program. Becky Medhurst. Hi, Jesse and Lenny. Oxo cubes are packaged so you can pour the stock granules into the pan without touching them. You what? 
Oxo cubes are packaged so you can pour the stock granules into the pan without touching them. I've never actually been offended by crumbling a bloody Oxo cube though. No, but maybe you shouldn't be touching them. I don't know. Okay, we've got a video of the Oxo, the Oxo cube. cube. Bless, Bless her. her. Squash your Oxo cube whilst it's in the foil. Go on, Becky. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Becky. She is squashing it with her hand. We're now watching the second video that says, then tear the corner of the flattened Oxo cube and it becomes a sachet. Oh, no, that is quite clever. But to be fair, Becky, I think that's taken longer than if I just crumbled it with my fingers. That is quite clever. I like that one, Becky. You know what? That's a good life hack. I'm going to try that. So, I'm an Irish guy living in NYC. Listen since day one. I've seen you twice, Jessie, and your podcast makes me feel like home, even though I'm Irish. Thanks, babe. This familial sound is comforting. NYC restaurants, dirty French. Oh, yeah, that's in the um, hotel. Bloodload. I love, I love the look of that. And a vegan restaurant, trust me, called Ya Ya Ya. Been there, Kevin, and it's bloody good. Thanks so much for communicating with us. Our email that we would love you to email into is hello at tablemannerspodcast.com. Table Manners music you have been enjoying is by Pete Fraser and Peter Duffy. And our dear editor and producer is Alice Williams. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.